You're listening to a Calvary and Adults podcast, a ministry out of Calvary Baptist Church in Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. Calvary and Adults is a midweek worship service gathering of those in the Durham region who are between the ages of 18 and 30. We love the Lord, proclaim His Word, and celebrate His goodness. This podcast series is the sermons from Thursday evenings. In today's podcast, Pastor Nick Doyle kicks off the new series, Look Up and Live, making life adjustments from a culture to kingdom focus. This week we'll be opening God's Word to learn about faith. Let's listen now to Pastor Nick's sermon, Masks, Cover Your Mouth, But Uncover Your Heart. As we gather here tonight, guys, I just want to just start for a moment, just take you on a little image journey in your mind. Just stop for a moment and think about that moment where um, as you are either getting out of your car or, or getting off the bus or where, whatever you do to get into your home at the end of a long day, whether you've been at school all day or you've been in the office all day or you've been working all day, but there is always that moment when you are coming through your doorway and you are just unloading. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're taking off your jacket, you're taking off your book bag, you're, you're throwing your keys for me, I'm opening the door, I have a bench there and a, a, little, a little hook above that and I'm always putting up my coat and I turn around and I always put my wallet and my keys in this little red dish and I'm just, just unloading my stuff from the day. And if you're like me, after a long day, you just want to come in and you want to see your kids and bless on them and love on them and ask them how their day is and then there's that moment that moment where you go and you put on your comfy clothes, whether that is like pajamas or a onesie or whatever you do to get comfy, and then you just kind of just chill. You got that image in your head? You got it? However you do it, you got that there? I want you to think about that when you come into the house of God. Because when we come into the house of God, that's what we're doing. Because Jesus said that his burden was light. He says those who were heavy laden, those who had worry, those who had fear, he said, come on to me. So when we come into the house of God, that's how we need to be coming. We need to be looking at that entranceway where we're hanging up our garbage on the cross of Jesus Christ. And we're going to put on our comfy clothes and we're going to relax and we're going to let God just minister to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, I had that wrong before. I thought like you just had to just put it all on and go and go and go, but that's an easy recipe for burnout. And that's not what God's people are called to do. If you're doing that, and I have to admit this, and I have to deal with this, I've dealt with this in my heart, and I just, I just put that out there for you, that's religion. That's not a relationship with Jesus. And I pray that God would minister to us tonight by the power of the Holy Spirit as we open up his word. So let's pray. God, we love you and we just thank you for this opportunity to gather in your name so that we could open up your word and be instructed by your spirit. And God, we know that many who are here are, are, are full. They're heavy. They're weighed down, God. And we know, God, if we come into your presence with an honest heart seeking to, uh, to bring glory and honor to your name, you meet with your children and you deal with us in a most particular way showing mercy and grace and allowing us to just be freed of these things that weigh us down. And God, so many of us are just caught in different patterns of sin and different uh, routines, God, that leave us shortchanged, leave us not standing on the promises of God that we just sang about. So God, I pray in this season as we get ready, I pray that you would be with us, that you would help us to help have a, a vibrant relationship with you, one that is real and loving and joyful, 
and good. God, this is my prayer tonight as we open up your word. So I pray that you would be with us. Give us a teachable time in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to start a brand new series as Matthew was talking about, and it's Look Up and Live. I think so many of God's people just have their heads down, and they're missing out on the beauty of what God has in store. And in the 2019 COVID pandemic, as it swept in over culture, it came in like a tsunami. As we looked on the TV, as we opened up our windows, as we peered out, fear gripped the hearts of our families and government as the media went wild, sharing the effects of this invisible killer. You see, no one was safe. Everyone could be a carrier. Who was safe from this virus that we couldn't see? Babies and seniors? They were labeled high risk. Those who had underlying health conditions? High risk. I dealt with the whole system with my wife. I even read on the, or, or, or heard on the news that animals were at risk, tigers and bears at risk. Could this be the beginning of the end? So many people thought like that. Many, many Christians, we got lots of phone calls from people that love Jesus saying, is Jesus going to run the heavens and come back soon? Is this the end? The rest of the world who were outside of Christ uh, were looking on as if we were looking at like opening scenes of I am legend. I want you to take a moment where you're at and just think back with me how that news caused such change in your life. Such change in our culture that people literally started stockpiling essentials and barricading themselves in their homes. Think about that process for you. Toilet paper and Lysol wipes and Netflix and Zoom and Amazon, they became the new go-to safety precautions. We had home workouts and baking bread and TikTok went through the roof. I'm sure if I pull the people out here in this room, there's lots of TikTok videos from the people here. People started to stand in line. We had to take doctor's appointments over Zoom. And churches, they didn't know what to do, so they closed their doors. And the question for us as Christians gathered in the likeness of Christ is this. What are we to make of these times? For those of us, for those of us in faith, we remember that Jesus said, in this world, finish it with me, we will, we will have some trouble. See, the reality of the current condition can be traced back for us who know theology to the effects of sin on this world. Our whole world is groaning and waiting in anticipation for this new heaven and this new earth that is promised. And we ask ourselves, we look, at, we look to the heavens, we, we, we gather in small groups and we say, when is this going to happen? Is it going to come soon? Do we know the times and dates the Lord has planned for the world? And the answer is no. We do not know. So how are we supposed to navigate a world that is full of brokenness and decay, hurts and hang-ups, and now, added to the culture, viruses and our vices? Well, in this new season, we may be called to cover our mouths, but we're never called to cover our hearts. See, Christians are commanded to live by faith, and we are not to be ruled by fear. So how are we supposed to live by faith in this new COVID world? Well, as we gather tonight, as we open up our new series, I'm going to give you five directions that will help us as God's people. 
as we gather each and every week, I want to open up God's word and I want to illuminate what God has in store for us, but I want to put it in a way, and I've instructed our guys to do this, that we are working with God's word to apply it in a, in a very practical way. So each sermon will be equipped with steps on how to actually put into play what we're learning. So tonight, we're going to look at five different directions to navigate this new world. And our first way or our first direction is this, is it is for the people of God to look up. We are to look up living in anticipation of heaven. If we were to open up God's word, go into the book of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14, you will hear this. For there, for here we have no lasting city, but we seek that city that is to come. Each of us, as God's people called out of darkness into marvelous light, who claim the glories of God, who testify that we are Christians that love Jesus Christ, we have to remember that this is not our home. Our hope is set on the promise of what to come, what is to come, and not only what we see and experience or hear on the news or what someone testifies about. That can't be the only way we base our, our, our hope on. We are to hope in what is to come. See, making sure of our standing with God will help us overcome these fears that we may have. And your fear might be different than my fear, and that's okay. We don't have to have the same fears. But our hope and our standing with God will help us to overcome this fear or this stress and this anxiety that we may have because of the culture, because of the media, because of the fear that is out there. Am I going to get sick? Is, is something going to happen to me? What's, what's going to happen to us? What's going to happen to God's church? And a good way to navigate that is to take personal inventory. So here's where it gets real practical for us. And I, th I, I put it, the practical part for uh, look up and live in anticipation of heaven in, in a few questions. And the first question we should look at uh, when we're navigating this world as we're looking up and living in, and living in anticipation of heaven is this. Am I personally right with God? Am I right with God? Do I possess salvation? Am I saved? Do I have the Holy Spirit in my life? Is he talking to me? Am I ignoring him? So do I possess salvation? Does the Holy Spirit lead me? Do I have a renewed heart and a renewed mind? Because if you are in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. You've been gifted in every way to walk in the likeness and righteousness of Christ Jesus. And for some of us, we are so used to the patterns that we're, we're stuck in that it, it can be very hard uh, to actually live that way. But we do have to do the personal inventory and ask that question, am I right with God? Do I possess, possess salvation, the Holy Spirit, a renewed heart and mind? Second question I would ask for you under this heading is, do I long for heaven in a healthy way? Do I understand what heaven is like, the city that is to come, the place that we will be to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? Do I have a healthy anticipation of that? I have to say, I have a healthy anticipation of heaven. Going through this journey with my beloved Laura, knowing that she is in heaven, I want to be in heaven too. But I know that God has work for me to do. He has great work for me to do. He has much for me to do. But I long deep in my heart for that, that moment where I will be in heaven and I will see Jesus and I will see Laura and I will see the other people that I love. It's a healthy anticipation. I know where I'm going because of what Jesus has done. Do you know where you're going? Third question is, do I need a shifting to occur in my thinking and in my practice in Christ? What ditches 
am I stuck in? Give you a quick example of this. Back in the East Coast in the wintertime, crazy, so much snow. Being a little guy, you would just be buried outside on a, just a normal snowfall time. We bought a house on a hill, and if you ask my son, I think he's here tonight, we, we, it was so funny in the wintertime, anytime a light snowfall would happen, all of our neighbors would, they would back up their car, and then they would rev it up, and they would go full blast, try to get up this hill, and we would just laugh, because they'd get halfway up and fall down, and then be stuck in a ditch. And then all the neighbors would come out, my sons and I would come out with shovels, and we're like scooping these people up, and we're all trying to help. And then I realized that with my little car, <laughs> I used to just park at the bottom hill and walk up, leave the car down there. But I realized I needed a new vehicle to actually make it home. And some of us are stuck, uh, we're stuck in ditches and we can't get out and we feel like there's no one helping us, no one's coming with a shovel and we're in a vehicle that is not just made for, for, the, for, the, for the road ahead. And some of us are in some of these practices that got us stuck in ditches and, and if you're here tonight and you're stuck and you just can't get out, hey, get with the church. Get with the people that love God. Get with the people that know how to get you out of those things. Get into a different vehicle. Get on a different path so that you can exercise what God has in store for you. That's what the church is called to do. We're called to equip and help each other make disciples. See, the Christian is to look up and live, to fix our eyes and our hearts on Jesus, who is the author and what? He is the perfecter of our faith. He is not us, not people. And as he is perfecting us, we have to allow the Holy Spirit, we have to allow him to help our practice to follow. We have to live right, act right, love right, do good. Live life in surrender and in focus of the great promises coming to each of us as heirs of God. So the first step for us as we navigate this COVID world is all of us, we need to look up and live. The second thing that we need to be doing, and we need to be helping each other with this, is we need to look within. So first thing, look up, and then look within. So there's five directions to help us do this, and you don't have to accomplish all five at the same time, but I'm going to outline five so that we can help each other over the next 10 weeks do these things. So first one is what? Look up and live. Second one is look within. If you have your Bibles, there's this beautiful verse in Psalm 139 passage 23 and 24. This is being recorded, so you can go back and listen to it. It says this in Psalm 139, 23 and 24, and this, can I just a little, little side, little tangent, this needs to be our prayer as the church. This needs to be a prayer that we are praying with God's people, we are praying individually, we are getting before the throne, going in our secret place, and this is what we're praying. We're praying this, search me God and know my heart. Test me so you're asking, search me. You're asking, know my heart. You're saying, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Right there. The writer is saying that anxiety exists. It's real. It happens. We get fearful. We have these things that are happening, and we have fear that wells up. And this scripture is saying, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. 24 says, see if there is any offensive way in me. Am I in a ditch, God? And lead me in the way everlasting, the way, the, the narrow way. See, what we need to do is ask the Lord to search our hearts and then be practical in our approach to overcoming fears and hurts and heartaches and habits. Overcoming fears and hurts and heartaches and habits. It's fun to say, but it's hard to live. That lead us from God and into destruction. 
See, we need, as God's people, to be cautious of detours off of the narrow road. I don't know if you're ever traveling on a long road trip, but sometimes when you're traveling a long road trip, you fill up with gas, you're ready, you got snacks, you're already good, you got the playlist going, you're going. But as you're going, you're seeing the needle go down and you're going to need gas. And as you're driving on the highway, there are all these little offshoots, right? Some you're like, yeah, I'm not stopping there. <laughs> Others are like, hey, it's bright and it's big and I need a pee, so I'm going to go over there. So the same is for the Christian walk. We are on this narrow road that has many detours off, and we need to be cautious of these detours because sometimes we'll get off and we feel like we never get back on. So we need to be vigilant. We need to be wise. We need to look within and take inventory. Who's been to Walmart? No. Some people are like, I don't go to Walmart. I don't do it. I do it. I go to Walmart. Have you ever been to Walmart and you're walking down an aisle and, it, and you see a D-N-I sign? It just says D-N-I. Look for it. It means do not inventory. It says do not inventory. It's when they scan and they're trying to collect the products. They'll go around with a scanner and see how much stuff. There are certain sections of the store that are labeled do not inventory. Sometimes we are like that with the Holy Spirit. We're like, God, search me. I want to be a great Christian. But D-N-I, this part of my life. Do not inventory, do not talk about it, do not be a part of that. That's my secret stuff. That's not what that prayer is saying. That prayer is, search me, God, and know my heart. And that's an okay prayer to pray. It's something that we need to be praying when we're looking within. See, we need to know there are practices and habits that will limit the growth of a brother or a sister. And some of those practices may be filling your heart and minds with things that are pulling you down, even people that are pulling you down. It could be what you're reading or watching or consuming. It could be popular opinions, specific clear indications uh, from, from, from politics. It could be just TV programs that leave you full of fear and paralyzed to move forward. A clear indication that you may be struggling in a ditch or, you are on, or you're on the beginning of a, a, a road to destruction is when you stop or when you start breaking fellowship with believers. And I'm talking about real believers. I'm talking about people that love Jesus and will talk to you and, 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 and call out sin and be in your life. When you start breaking fellowship with them and just like, that's a clear indication that there's something going on. Because God's people are to come together. They're, we're to raise a new song to the Lord. If, if it could be people in your circle or bubble that do nothing but complain. They break down and cause you to be tense. Do you ever have those people like... It's sad to say, and we need to pray for these people. We need to pray for each other. Maybe you're that person. Maybe I'm that person in your life, and I pray, please tell me if it is, and I'll stop. But you just, they just email you or DM you, and you just stress. You're like, no, I'm not opening that. You throw your phone. We need to, we need to pray that God would, would help us in these moments, bring people that will help us to be hopeful and caring. We need to express our thoughts and attitudes to attitudes towards the things that are helpful to our brothers and sisters. Look at what Paul says to the church in Galatia, to the Galatians. He says, brothers and sisters, if someone or if some of you are caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourself. See, be careful. Look within. Or you too may be tempted. He says, carry each other's burdens. That's what the church does. We do it together. And in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks that they are something that they are not, they deceive themselves. 
Each one should test their own actions. They can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. We shouldn't be expecting other people to be carrying our stuff. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. He goes on to say in verse 7, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows, or a woman. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of God. Be a firm believer of doing good, speaking well, and always working on restoring others. Be cautious of your actions and help, making, and help make sure that you are living well within. So look within and ask the Lord, Lord, search me. Never expect a man or a woman to be the ultimate help for you. Men and women are broken, and they will always let us down. We are always in need of God. Every person, every pastor is in need of God. And the human answer for how to navigate this world is always found within the 66. Someone shout out what the 66 is. The Bible, the 66. So I've coined this new phrase in this season that I'm in called live within the 66. God has outlined everything we need to know to navigate this world within the 66. And we need to get in there and start building towns, building cities, building roads, navigating through God's word so that we know and understand his will for our lives. So look up, look within, and the third way is look around. Look around, people. Look around this room tonight. Take a gander. Just take a look. You're not going to get sick by doing that. You can just look. You can look to the left. You can look to the right. And, and think in your mind, who am I called to serve in this season that I am in, where God has placed me, whether that be in a, a family or a workplace or a, an activity? Where has God put me, and what am I called to do? When I was in Bible college, I learned about a man named John Wesley. He was the, the leader of the Arminian Wesleyan Church, and he said this. This is his quote. I love this. I love it. Put it on, if I could put this in my life this season, I would be doing good. It says this. Do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you can. It's brilliant. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you can. See, look around. Look past our own needs to the needs of others. Be that person that will pray, that will give, will go, will submit, will grow. Make that declaration to yourself. Resolve in your own heart and mind that you will be a kingdom participant. You wake up, you put your feet on the ground, you step up, and before you brush your teeth, you think, I'm part of a kingdom. And today, as I walk out my door, I'm going to do all the good that I can in the name of Jesus Christ. Be a kingdom participant. You will love well by applying the gospel to your neighbors, to your coworkers, your family, your friends. Here, a couple examples. Call your group together and pray for a sister or a brother that is struggling. Get some friends together and grab a guitar. Maybe you don't play guitar. Get a kazoo. I don't care. Get something and bring a new song unto the Lord. That's biblical. That's within the 66. 
Could you imagine, Jordan, all of us walking around with kazoos? New song? I know you bless that. It'd be a little weird, but okay. Bring a new song onto the Lord. Or maybe even go old school on this one. I'm talking about you go out and you find some sackcloth. You go find a farmer. You get an old potato bin. You get that sackcloth. You cut a hole in it. You put it on. You get ashes. You, you just sit down and you begin to mourn with a friend who's going through a rough season, who is grieving. Maybe that's what you're called to do. I have a brother back home in the East Coast, and when my wife passed, he called me. He got me on FaceTime this one morning, and it was a hard morning, and I was by myself, and I was just lamenting before the Lord how I, I was craving and I was missing Laura. And my brother Sean calls, and he will probably listen to this, and he's at work. And I said, aren't you at work? He said, I'm the boss. I said, oh, all right. <laughs> he says, if I want to cry on FaceTime with my brother, I will. And he just got on there, and he started crying, and I'm, I'm feeling bad, so I started crying. We're both crying, two grown men crying. And I got off that, fit, that call with him, and I just th I felt better. I said, I just cried with Sean. We didn't really say much, but we were crying together. We shared a little bit about our families, but we just cried together. And it was a relief to know that there was a brother that, I, that called me, that interrupted my, my, my moment so that he could just cry and just tell me stories. Speak truthfully. Speak honestly. Look around. So the fourth way to navigate this world as we live in a covert world is to look down. Look down. So this one is a real important one for us as the church. And I think we don't do it really well. And I hope that as your pastor, I want to bring a new, fresh revelation to this and just kind of get this practice back together. Look down is found in Luke 18.9. It's a parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, and it's a very good story. I'll read you a little piece of it. It says, to some who were confident of their own righteousness, and they looked down on everyone else, Jesus caught it and told a story. He told a parable. He says this. He says, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself, and he prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like these other people, these robbers, these evildoers, these adulterers, or even the tax collector. And in my mind, I see him pointing at the tax collector, like, at the tax collector. He says, I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all, I've, all I get. In verse 13, Jesus says, but this tax collector, he came to temple that day. He came, he came to pray, and he stood at a distance. Like, he didn't draw close. He, he stayed back, and he would not even look up to heaven. And that's where I get this. We need to look down. But he beat his breast and said, he said, God, will you please have mercy on a sinner? See, I, verse 14, I tell you the truth, this man rather than the other, he went home justified before God. Hey, wouldn't it be awesome if we met in the presence of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit and we began to look down and we asked God to forgive sinners like us and then we would leave here. We would leave row by row, single file, following the COVID rule, but we leave justified in the name of Jesus because we began to look down. He says, those who humble themselves will be exalted. See, we as God's people need to develop a habit of repentance. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Pray and ask him to forgive us so that we may be go home, so we may go home justified, whether that is your local home or that is to heaven, our eternal home. People, please do not play games with the Holy Spirit. Do not give excuses. Be wise in your approach to God. Growing Christians who mature quickly struggle with this tension. 
Some think they know God better than others, but still struggle with the basics of the faith. They know how to pray, but they're consumed with lust. They're consumed with these things that just draw them away. So in front, at the church, they're great. I got my Bible. I know Jesus. But behind closed doors, they're gripped to a screen. Some think they know better, but struggle in silence and in secret. So I say, slow down. Develop a constant character that is living a gospel-centered life, cross-focused, repented life. Please be warned of this point. Developing a lifestyle of repentance by looking down in the prayer posture of repentance. Develop this, add it in. God, search my heart, forgive me, help me to get out of this ditch and live the kingdom life. That needs to be our prayer. The Bible says, James said it, pray with each other, pray for each other so that your sins will be forgiven. That doesn't mean I'm saying run to the altar and confess everything you're doing. You don't need a man to do that. You don't need a pastor to do that. You've got the Holy Spirit. You have God bending his ear down. The Bible says that God searches the whole world looking for hearts sold out to him. I pray his eyes fall on you tonight. And if you're not right with the Lord, but for the grace of God, amen, you can be right with God. Develop a lifestyle of repentance by looking down in the prayer posture of repentance will actually help you look up and live. It will help you fulfill the first direction of a, a look-up lifestyle. A lifestyle of repentance will help you set your gaze towards God, begin to see God in all things. And finally, the last direction as we close up that we need to do, what we need to do to navigate this new COVID world is look in the world, look in the word, look in the word, and live within the 66. I already mentioned it, but it needs to be repeated. We need to look in the word. Second thing, Timothy 4, 6 says this, for a time will come, and that time is here, when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itchy ears want to hear. And then they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths, things that cannot save things that lead to the broad road, things that will lead people to destruction, things that will put burdens on people where Jesus says, my burden is light. Make sure your, fi your final counsel on any subject, it is good to talk to your pastor, it is good to talk to your leaders, it is good to talk to your DC leaders, but make sure that your final counsel is found within the 66. The word of God has been given to us to help us navigate this broken world. It helps us to understand the landscape of destruction, Live within the 66, study it, memorize it. But for some of us, even here tonight, let's begin by opening the book. It does open, right? Sometimes we just got to open and begin to read it. We got to read it. We got to get that word on the inside. Like David said, so I will not sin against you. I've hidden your word in my heart so that I will not sin against you. Beloved, the days are not going to get any easier for us. In fact, based on living in the 66, we are all, we're going to have all kinds of new questions come, up, come. But please, hear me on this. Take heart. This world will pass away, but the elect will not. In a COVID-19 world, we are called to cover our mouths, but never to cover our hearts. We serve God in all we do, and the best way for us to do that, the best way to be a kingdom participant is to look up, look within, look around, look down, look in and live the redeemed life as citizens in the kingdom. Let me pray for us. Lord, we just want to present this word to you. We know that it does not go out void. 
I pray for those who are listening now and those who will be listening in the future as we put this online. God, I just pray that you would be, again, to uh, break the chains of, of those people who feel captured um, by their sin. They feel defeated because of life choices. God, I pray that you would restore grace and mercy on the people who are wanting to grow. God, I pray that you would help those who, who need that help. I pray that you would help people to look up, to look in, to look around, to look down, to look in, and that they would begin to live. I pray that you would break off the fear that is keeping people away from the church to come back into the unison, into the fellowship, so that they can grow in the likeness of Jesus Christ by knowing and understanding what the will of God is by the preaching of your word and the closeness of your spirit. God, we love you so very much. We're so thankful we're able to gather. I pray for the leaders of our community. I pray for the leaders of our country. God, I pray that you would give them special divine revelation to be able to lead and lead us well. I pray for protection over the people, especially those who are called to the family of God. We love you so very much. We give this time to you. We give the results to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you live in the Durham region, we'd love to have you join us in person for our Thursday night gathering. For more information and sign-up links, check out our Facebook or Instagram pages at CalvaryBCOshawaYA or website www.calvary.on.ca. Thanks for listening today. Blessings.